0: Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, October 8th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify. Google Podcast, etc. If you go and follow right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, what's up, everyone? As always, thanks for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here before the weekend. On the show today, I'll be talking about the Blackhawks matchup with the Minnesota Wild up at Excel Energy Center and what. Lineup Jeremy Colleton decided to roll with last night. Also, I'll be talking about Patrick Kane and Seth Jones being among the first three players named to the United States Olympic roster for this February in Beijing. And then before letting you all go and enjoy your weekends, I'll wrap things up by releasing the number five player on my Blackhawks top ten prospects list. So a lot of good stuff per usual here on the show this morning. But to start things off here, let's uh Let's get into the Blackhawks preseason contest last night against the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota back in the Central Division, where they belong after being part of the Pacific last year, put together a a really strong campaign, hard to gauge if... That was because they were actually a really good hockey team. They finished actually 8th in the standings in the entire NHL last year, tied with the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning during the regular season. But it was hard to gauge if if that success was because Minnesota was actually a really good team or if it was because they were up against a kind of a weaker Pacific division, Um, but As for the lineup last night that head coach Jeremy Colleton decided to roll with against the Wild, Uh, none of the top six players made the trip to Minnesota, no DeBrinket, Tyler Johnson, Patrick Kane, what's been the top line throughout training camp, and then also no Dominic Kubelik, Jonathan Tays, or Philip Kershev as well. Uh, Defenseman Seth Jones was out too, and then as was goaltender Mark andre Fleury. He stayed back in Chicago for the contest as well. Uh, and for Minnesota, they, they played a pretty heavy amount of their NHL group. So f- for the Blackhawks, uh, it, it was pretty obvious that they were a little bit outgunned um, as just taking a look at um, what Minnesota rolled with. They had Kaprizov out there, Kevin Fiala. Uh, they also had a couple of their top picks in the past couple years in Matthew Boldy and Marco Rossi uh, most of their defense was in there Cam Talbot their starting goaltender was in net um, and for the Blackhawks as I said they, they didn't have exactly the same-esque lineup that Minnesota rolled with as the top line for the Blackhawks last night was Brandon Hagel Kirby Doc, and Henrik Borgstrom the second line was Colton Doc, Dylan Strom and Adam Gaudette it was actually it was Pretty interesting to see Colton Dock already getting a top six role here at just 18 years of age during the preseason. Uh, the third line was Evan Barrett, Reese Johnson, and Dmitry Osipov, And then the fourth line was all the big boys of Jujar Kera, Mackenzie Whistle, and Mike Hardman. On defense for the Blackhawks, though, this was the one area where they did have a good chunk of their top guys, aside from Seth Jones, as I just said, uh, who I think... Colleton uh, allowed to have the night off in order to go and celebrate the announcement of of him making his first ever Olympic team with the United States. I'll have more on that coming up in just a few minutes here on the show. But on defense for the Blackhawks, Colleton went with Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy as the top defensive pairing. Something also to keep an eye on going forward in these final days of training camp is whether or not Colleton continues to use Jake McCabe and Seth Jones together or... If he decides to split them apart on separate pairings, which in the last couple of days of practice, that's the route that he's gone with. So yeah, something else to keep an eye on with the regular season looming here just five days away. Um, The second pairing last night for the Blackhawks was Calvin DeHaan and Ian Mitchell. And by the way, Caleb Jones missed practice for the second consecutive day on Thursday as well due to his left wrist soreness at the moment. Um, No real updates about that. The Blackhawks didn't have really all that much to offer when they were asked about it during their presser. Um, But with both Wyatt Kalanick now out for at least two to four weeks, and uh, I'm not going to call Caleb Jones out, but just having kind of a a huge question mark floating around with him, uh, not only is the door potentially opened up for Jakob Galvis now to make the roster as I've been talking about all week long. But it could also open things up for Ian Mitchell now as well, because as I mentioned on yesterday's episode two, the Blackhawks are probably going to need a guy who can play on the right side comfortably. Cowlitton, to be fair, did point out that Calvin DeHaan has played on his offside before and Jakob Galvis has shown the ability to do that during camp two. Um, but considering Mitchell's a natural righty and that he played in 39 games for the Blackhawks last year in that spot, um, that is probably the best option for them because, you know, he's more comfortable there. That's the spot he's played his whole career rather than having to move a lefty that doesn't play there all that often and kind of allowing for them to go through an adjustment period before really getting comfortable. So, um... As long as question marks are surrounding Caleb Jones, there are opportunities available on the back end for the Blackhawks right now, and uh, we'll see if it winds up being Ian Mitchell, Jakob Galvis, or potentially both of them on the Blackhawks' opening night roster next Wednesday. But getting into the actual game itself, though, last night, uh, honestly, though, there's there's not really that much to talk about because, for the most part, it, it was a pretty slow offensive game, for the Blackhawks and um, without their top six players in the lineup going against all all of Minnesota's NHL guys, that kind of was to be expected. Uh, But the first thing I really wanted to talk about that I noticed overall last night was I really thought the compete level was fantastic considering who we had in our lineup. Uh, I thought everyone fought hard. Everyone was it didn't look like the Blackhawks were without a majority of their star players. You know, They played up to Minnesota's level. I think that they did, didn't put together the same quality looks that Minnesota was able to do uh, in the offensive zone, but it was obvious that this group was not going to quit, and they nearly came out with a, a bit of an upset by forcing uh, overtime late and having a power play opportunity to start things up. But getting before getting into all of that, first and foremost, I got to give huge credit to Kevin Lankinen and Nett. And what will likely be his final bit of preseason action, I just can't imagine that Marc-Andre Fleury won't be getting the nod in the preseason finale tomorrow night. So, knowing that it was probably his last game to kind of show off his stuff before the games really matter, uh, Lankanen, I thought, was probably the number one star of the game from the Blackhawks' perspective. He finished total... With 28 saves on the 31 shots he faced, nothing he could really do um, on for sure two of the goals that he allowed. Uh, and he also probably made, and this could even be shorting him, like uh, in my mind, it was, uh, I was going with six or seven just A plus quality stops to keep the Blackhawks alive and in it, especially on the penalty kill, which uh, also continues to be a disaster for this Blackhawks team so far in the preseason. On Minnesota's opening power play in the first period, ladies and gentlemen, it took them just seven seconds to put the puck in the back of the net. Kirby Doc loses a faceoff. He... Murphy and McCabe all, all kind of have breakdowns there. No one takes Erickson at the side of the net and boom. Zuccarello finds him down low and just like that, one nothing wild. And that made the Blackhawks one for their last six on the penalty kill. And the only reason that they killed off the other penalties throughout the rest of the contest was because of Lankanen making some big-time stops. So huge tip of the cap to you, Mr. Lankanen, for uh, standing on your head for the full way last night and, and keeping the Blackhawks in it. As for my other standouts that I wanted to mention, I got three other guys. First, Dylan Strom, I thought personally... Was the Blackhawks' best skater? Created a lot of chances in the offensive zone. Was probably snake bitten a little bit and should have scored earlier in the game. He had a couple of really good chances. Finally wound up with a power play goal after uh, a beautiful feed from Kirby Dock to find him in the slot. A big fist pump from Stromer knowing that he needed to show some life. He needed to do something to show this team that he's still a capable player. He's been in the doghouse all training camp long, but he came up big last night to tie the game at one apiece. So we'll see if that caught Colleton's attention at all and if that will get Strom some more looks here in the final days going forward Strom, of course one of the b- couple of bubble players right now for the blackhawks although i do ultimately expect him to make the team as he's not waiver eligible and would have to clear waiver or not waiver exempt excuse me and would have to clear waivers in order to be sent down to rockford i just don't see that happening My second player uh, that I wanted to give a shout-out to last night that really stood out to me was defenseman Riley Stillman. He led the Blackhawks with four shots on goal, uh, got himself open multiple times in the offensive zone to create some chances for himself. And that offensive game, that's kind of a side of Riley Stillman that us Blackhawks fans have yet to see so far. So, uh, Good game last night out of Riley Stillman. Wasn't able to put any points up on the board, but uh, if he keeps playing like that, he the chances are going to come and he's eventually going to be able to put some in the back of the net. And Stillman is another guy who uh, really could benefit with all of a sudden a, a couple of defensemen going down here for the Blackhawks. So uh, Stillman, Galvis, and Mitchell, those three guys are, are fighting for the couple of final defensemen spots on the Blackhawks' opening night roster. And then the last player I had was, surprise, surprise, Brandon Hagel. Hagel just continues to be a force in all aspects of the game for the Blackhawks. He's so good in the neutral zone at forcing turnovers and then making something happen back on the offensive end in a hurry. And we also saw quite the skill side out of Hagel last night as well. With uh, On a penalty shot, he beat Cam Talbot with a nifty backhand forehand maneuver completely fooled them, had an open cage on the penalty shot and tied the game 2-2 two two in the third period. And one thing I wanted to mention with Hagel is that well, it doesn't appear that he's going to get a top 6 look out of out of the gate like I thought he was going to. He's kind of been um outplayed if you will by Philip Kursev. Um but I also think that Hegel, Doc, and either Henrik Borgström or Dylan Strom would also be a pretty darn good third line to roll out for the Blackhawks to open things up on Wednesday versus the Colorado Avalanche. All right, there's everything I got on the Blackhawks. 3-2 overtime loss to the Wild on Thursday. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about Patrick Kane and Seth Jones being among the first three players named to Team USA's Olympic roster. But first, I need to talk to you all about Get Upside. Blackhawks fans, I have the most incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Right now, you can be making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas you get every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Then, use the promo code Hockey in all caps and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay the full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code Hockey to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot already are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. And you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or through an e-card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free get Upside app and use the promo code Hockey in all caps to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two, I also wanted to be sure to talk for a couple minutes about two Blackhawks players being among the first three selected for Team USA at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing this February. First, as expected, Patrick Kane, who's represented the United States two times already at the Olympics in the past, back in both 2010 and 2014, 2014 being the last time the NHL allowed its players to take part in the Olympic Games. During 2010, Kane was a huge part of the United States' success when uh, they nearly defeated Team Canada for the gold medal before Sidney Crosby did that thing. But this time around, again, look for Kane to be not only a a big part of the uh, Olympic team for the USA, but also he could potentially be the captain here this time around. As he's now one of the elder veterans on the roster, which is still pretty crazy to think about. Um, And then the second Blackhawks player selected was defenseman Seth Jones, who will be playing for the United States at the Olympic level for the first time in his career. First off, let me just say that yes, I knew right away when Seth was named in the top three that there was going to be some controversy following that, especially when Charlie McAvoy is probably the one guy in my mind who deserved it a little bit more. It could also argue that Adam Fox, who, who just won the Norris Trophy this past year, probably should have got it over Seth Jones. Um, all, considering, you know, it's been kind of a tough last year or two for Seth. Um, but then again, considering Stan Bowman is still the general manager of the United States Olympic team, uh, this really shouldn't surprise anyone that that Seth was named inside the top three. And of course... Guys like Charlie McAvoy and Adam Fox, Jacob Slavin, I saw some people saying. um, They're still going to be on the team. I I know people were mad that Seth got chosen over them. But it's not like these guys aren't going to be on the roster or aren't going to be playing major roles or anything. This was just... Stan Bowman showing his guys some appreciation, and I'm sure uh, a little bonus for uh, to Seth for having him sign here in Chicago long-term. This is some of the perks you get here, Sethy, when you sign in Chicago. Um, ah, yeah, that's how I imagine it going. Uh, the third player, by the way, named for Team USA was Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the up-and-coming new star for the United States future. And we've now seen most major countries release their first three players selected for the 2022 Olympics. We saw Team Finland announce Sebastian Aho and Alexander Barkov and Miku Rantanen yesterday. I also saw the Czech Republic announced David Pasternak, Andre Palat, and, uh, oh man, who was their third? David Pasternak, Andre, and Jakub Voracek was the third player named for the Czech Republic. Sweden, a couple days ago, announced Victor Hedman, Gabriel Landeskog, and Mika Zabanijad. And then Team Canada, I think they were the first ones to name their first three players, which were Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Alex Petrangelo. All of these announcements um, coming in, in the past couple of days. And to me, that shows... How committed the NHL is at this point, you know, I think it's pretty set in stone that participation from the NHL players is going to happen, which I personally could not be more excited about. I I remember growing up, what was I in 2010? That was 11 years ago now, so I was 12 or 13 years old the last time there was, uh, or not the last time there was the Olympics, but in 2010 when it was the gold medal game between Team USA and Team Canada, even though the United States came up on the losing end. I mean, that gold medal game, like, still stands out to me. I remember it. It, it was one for the ages. I'll never forget Zach Parise tying it up late off a Patrick Kane rebound. Uh, it, it was an incredible game and an incredible tournament up in Vancouver overall. 2014 <laughs> wasn't as fun for the Americans. Um But this year, uh, or in 2022, this February, it's shaping up, I think, to be another good competitive battle with the way that hockey has grown here in the United States over the last um, nearly... A decade now, actually, it's been. It will be eight years since the last time the U.S. participated in the Olympics. So, really happy to hear that the NHL seems locked into this decision at this point. And it was pretty cool to see yesterday that two Blackhawks were named among the first three players selected to represent the United States in Beijing at the Olympics this February. Alright, there's an update on Patrick Kane and Seth Jones being named to Team USA's Olympic roster. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to reveal number 5 on my Blackhawks Top 10 Prospects list. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is heading into October. Postseason baseball, football season, the NFL, and college football are getting to the middle part of their year. And the UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next month or so. Ladies and gentlemen, for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts i also need to talk to you all about built bar which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar built bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate coconut salted caramel and they now have a couple of new flavors as well like strawberry and grasshopper cookie which is really good if you like mint and they also have cookie dough cookies and cream, cherry Barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out builtbar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Bilt Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Now... For segment three today, before I let you all go enjoy your weekends, I still have to reveal number five on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. First, per usual, just as a quick recap and reminder, forward Landon Slagert kicked things off at number 10 following a strong freshman season at Notre Dame. Then at number nine came Wyatt Kaiser, who also had a really good freshman season in college with the University of Minnesota Duluth. At number 8 was 2019 second-round pick Alex Vlasic, who is arguably the best defenseman this past year for a really deep BU team. At number 7 was forward Evan Barrett, who was one of the best players for the Rockford IceHogs last year and is looking to try and step onto the scene at the NHL level this time around. Unfortunately for Barrett, though, the two players I have tied at number 6, Mackenzie Entwistle and Mike Hardman. both. Have had much better training camps and preseasons than he has, so uh, Barrett is not kind of on the bubble. He's on the outside looking in, and did play in Rockford's opening preseason game last night. Uh, I personally think, though, that Barrett may have the higher offensive upside of those two, and actually could be could have the ability to be more of a middle six forward rather than just a bottom six guy. But it's obvious right now that both. Entwistle, and Hardman are a notch notch ahead of Barrett on the depth chart, so I I can't have Barrett ahead of both of those guys when they they certainly have earned that position and that spot and and that opportunity to make the team out of camp with their play so far in the past couple of weeks. And now, ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number 5 on my Blackhawks Top 10 Prospects list, I have... 2020 second round pick, goaltender Drew Comezzo from Boston University in the United States national program. And look, I know goaltenders are always so hard to judge, especially when they're always 19 years old. But with what Drew Comezzo has shown in the last couple of years, first, most recently as a freshman at Boston University, and then also during his draft eligible season with the U.S. national team, uh, this is why I have him coming in at number five. It has been a strong progression upward for Drew Camesso because when he was a 17-year-old playing for the US NTDP, he kind of struggled, honestly. He posted a 5-12-4 record along with uh, a pretty poor save percentage and goals against average while playing in the USHL. But then in his final year with the program as an 18-year-old, Camesso took a huge step and put up some of the best numbers this program has seen in a while. At USHL level play, he went 8-2 and two with just a 2.01 goals against average and a 9-17 save percentage. And then overall, in 27 games while playing uh, some other clubs across the country, Comesso finished with a 2.05 goals against average and got his save percentage all the way up to 9-20. And the Blackhawks, you know, who like taking players from the USHL and the national program, that was enough for them to make Comezo their second round pick in the 2020 NHL draft, which honestly, um, I know it was a really strong year out of Comezo, but I thought it was a little bit ballsy for them to take him that early in the draft. Uh, albeit, it was one of the best years, as I said, a goaltender has had with the national program in quite some time. But for me, Personally, I just kind of needed to see Comesso be consistent with this type of play before fully buying into the hype myself. Uh, especially when he's playing for such a, a really good United States national program that regularly is, is throwing out first-round picks here. So uh, I wanted to see what Comesso was going to have to offer at the college level, and. As a freshman with BU and his 11 appearances, Camesso looked really good. He finished with a 6-3-1 record along with a 2.99 goals against average, a nine-fifteen save percentage, which for being only 18 years old, all things considered, is pretty darn good. At the same time, though, kind of like with the national program, BU always gets some of the top talent in all of college hockey, and that can make it a, a little bit more difficult to, to judge a goaltender's impact. But at the same time, I can't really blame myself for being in that situation and being the beneficiary of that either. You know, he still has to do his job in order to be successful. Nothing really changes there except uh, maybe the amount of shots that he's facing per game, but he still has to be on top uh, of his game and has to be comfortable and has to look the part in order for this progression to go well. So considering that he he checked off all those boxes and he's only 19 years old, putting together a good freshman year. He's also got some good size to him. He's six foot two, only a buck eighty right now, which uh, maybe the Blackhawks would like him to gain a little bit more weight, but size shouldn't be an issue as he goes forward. Uh, he, he's quick. He can move across the crease. Well, everything that you want to see out of Drew Comessa, we've seen so far in his short college career. Uh, I'm not going to completely jump on the train right now and claim that he's the goaltender of the future for the Blackhawks, but in all honesty, I mean, when you take a goaltender in the second round, that's kind of what you're hoping them to be. So, and also considering, um... What I've seen, some clips from Camesso, and also uh, putting into perspective what some top prospect guys in the game like Scott Wheeler and Bob McKenzie have to say. Again, I know goaltenders are the hardest position to judge and also to try and gauge as to whether or not they have an NHL future. But as I said, all signs point towards Camesso being on the right track at the moment. And with the expectation being that He's going to play in college for at least two more years and potentially even three. Um, With how well he performed as a freshman, I'm super excited to see where this kid's game is going to be once he's 22 or 23 years old or so and ready to move on to the next stages of his career. And I'm sure the Blackhawks are excited with the start that he's gotten off to as well. And that's why I have 2020 second round pick Drew Camesso as my number five player on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, October eighth episode of Locked Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone, go enjoy your weekend. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.